Hello guys, Editor Austin here, and uh, before we start today's episode, I'm just giving you guys a heads up. My mic quality is not all that great in this episode. Uh, hopefully that will be improved for next episode. Uh, other than that, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. It's a new season in NASCAR. It is 2024. Happy New Year and such. Welcome to the Couch Chase Podcast, to where we are now going to give you pre-season talks. I was going to say predictions at first, but <laughs> I don't know why, but we're going to roll with it. On this episode, we are going to talk about all the manufacturers from Chevrolet, Ford, and Toyota, and talk about what they've been doing over the offseason. Me and my co-host, Levi, over here will be uh, giving you the insights, the deets, and all you need to know for uh, this season. So, Levi, how are you doing uh, this year so far? Buddy, I am just glad that the regular season is almost upon us. We are out of the off-season blues. Finally, it is time to get back into it. Granted, though, we got the clash, and then we got another week until, or two weeks until Daytona, but yeah, no, I'm just glad we at least get some kind of racing coming back up soon. Thank goodness. It's been yes. too long. Yes, yes, indeed. So, I uh, figured we record this episode before the clash instead of uh, just jumping straight into the clash and then get back onto it. So, figured we kind of give ourselves a little warm up, a little remembrance of what's been going on during the off season. Talk about last season a little bit and uh, what we think is going to be happening moving forward, to say the least. So, uh, we're going to start off with the oldest manufacturer in NASCAR, and that is Chevrolet. So, Chevrolet, um, overall on the body, nothing new, nothing too spectacular, not like it's a uh, competition to where everybody decides the, the new look, the better, right? Uh, at least that's what they say. But some things never change. Uh, just look at the Chevrolet Camaro. Uh, with that all being said, within the Chevrolet camp, there's been a lot, a lot going on. And uh, a lot of noise is coming from the house, track house. So uh, a lot's been going on there. A lot of new sponsorship, a lot of uh, signing, to say the least. Um, Levi, have you uh, heard anything from the good old track house? Yeah, crew chief change uh, for Daniel Suarez. Which I'll be I'll be honest with you, I think it's gonna be pretty interesting to look at. I'm definitely gonna be taking a note of Daniel Suarez throughout the season now because I think last year was kind of a disappointment for the fact that the team didn't make the playoffs, right? They finished out uh, 19th on the point standings at the end of the year. Um, not the year they wanted, for sure. Especially after 2022, they get their first career win. And then 2023. Yeah, definitely a letdown. So I think that's going to be huge for Trackhouse, huge for Daniel Suarez. Let's just see now if the results can actually reciprocate and Suarez can get a playoff spot and get back to it as well. Uh, also, we all kind of knew this from last year, but uh, new sponsor hire or sponsorship, I guess, uh, with Trackhouse, Anheuser-Busch, coming over to support Ross Chastain. And... Uh, how does it feel, bud, seeing them leave SHR? <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's definitely different, to say the least. Uh, I'll admit the uh, paint scheme on the car really does look good. I 
I told you this uh, when they showed off the paint scheme, but I don't think Bushbeard has ever made a bad paint scheme. Um, you know, looking from the SHR days to when uh, they were sponsoring Kevin Harvick, uh, at least when they first started in 2016, you know, they had that they had that throwback look on the uh, four car when they started out a little bit uh, of their original Bush beer, but also uh, with that Bush light, with that nice dark blue. Um, obviously, things have changed from 2017 and beyond. Um, but, you know, Bush beer has, you know, has its distinct um, look or distinct physique you know it's it's very out there but uh yeah it's it's big to say the least um but hopefully you know we'll we'll see what happens to track house this year uh obviously they have signed a lot of people uh with uh, shane van gisbergen and uh zane smith which we'll talk about more about zane smith when we move on to uh spire uh down the road but shane van gisbergen is definitely the um big talk of the year uh after winning the 2023 chicago street course um now he's in development with track house and hopefully cross our fingers that he will be running full-time in cup but this year he will be running full season in the nascar xfinity series season and i don't know about you bud but it's about to get real in the xfinity series i tell you xfinity is still reminding us why that they're why they are the best series in nascar right now i mean here's the thing as well for svg that is going to be i think a big learning curve i think having to go to the xfinity series because the cup car and the xfinity car are completely different like it used to be before like you know the xfinity series car or bush series nationwide series car was kind of like a less horsepower cup car that was a little bit easier to handle now no like they are basically two completely different cars now and they're going to handle differently how does svg handle that i think is going to be absolutely crucial and how does he do against the competition throughout the whole year uh is going to be the two things i look at right does he have that car control he needs does he have the speed uh to keep up with the best guys in the xfinity series i think it's going to be huge this year uh probably your biggest test to see that is going to be on the road courses how does he do at watkins Glen? how does he do at chicago um if he doesn't i think you know live up to those expectations or they're a little bit down not going to be what you kind of want to look for but uh i think they're going to be something you got to watch out for yeah and um you know we'll also talk about it too with uh Holly because he'll be part of the same team so um under alliance with colleague uh shane van gisbergen will be teaming up with uh josh williams which is definitely a interesting uh getter for colleague and the man the myth the legend and minorly prediction for being part of the final four aj almadier comes back after what one full season of the cup series yep back in the cup that's series. it yep um yeah, it's um, going to be interesting for him to come back, but I feel like he will be right at home winning trophies as normal. I feel like uh, they will pick up right where they left off. And, you know, I, you know, we have a lot of stack competition this year. And um, 
obviously with the Xfinity series, it's going to be a lot, you know, Cole Custer winning the championship and we'll see how he does uh, defending his championship title. But I mean, there's a lot of stacked guys and I feel like there could be 15 cars fighting for the win. And I feel like there could be more, you never know within the season because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's really looking stacked this year, yeah. but, um, you know, big hopes for calling in their year, you know, um, Obviously, the road courses and possibly super speedways will be their strength. Um, you know, AJ Allmendinger is not one for uh, winning super speedways, even though he did win one at Talladega, and it was a really good one. Um, you know, he, it wasn't it wasn't reckless. It wasn't anything else like that. But he won it with style. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Williams, you know, we've seen him run uh, mid pack to back marker teams, and now he has an opportunity to run with the big pack. So we'll see what he does within his first full year. Um, this is almost kind of reminding me of the same with uh, Landing Castle. I feel like Landing Castle really should have gotten a few wins, but unfortunately, uh, things didn't turn out the way in his favor. Um, and then obviously with Shane Van Gisbergen, you know, this is his first full time you know, series, so we'll take it with a grain of salt and just see what he does. Uh, before he starts in the Xfinity Series, though, he passed the ARCA test, so he's going to do an ARCA race at Daytona before the Xfinity Series, so he'll have um, 500 miles within the day. So, yeah, there's there's a lot going on for Shane Van Gisbergen within the day, but uh, talking about within the track house, house uh, Zane Smith, <laughs> has been a part of that house and uh, he'll be driving for Spire uh, in the number 71. So um, what are your thoughts on the move for Zane Smith to go from trucks to cup? So this is going to be one of those drivers that I think you're going to want to keep an eye on this year, right? I think if you're a truck series, like if you're a fan of the truck series out there, this is your guy that you probably are going to want to root for as well as probably Carson Hosevar that we'll get into as well. But I think Zane Smith this year, I I don't know what the expectations are that the team has for him this year. Uh, that's what I want to know because the thing is for me, I think expectations-wise, I expect him to be at least running top 20 um, or around 20th place for most of these races. I don't expect him to be, you know, making the playoffs this year. Granted, he absolutely could if he, you know, gets in contention for a win or whatnot this year. But I think for him, it's just going to be getting um, getting the races that he needs under his belt and just getting experience. Because on the flip side of that, as I was saying, there's Carson Hosevar. Hosevar looked really, really, really good, I thought, uh, in his cup races last year. I thought he really did a good job of actually doing better than maybe the equipment was allowing him to uh, in a couple of cases. I remember last year's Bristol night race, he was running up in the top 10 with guys he had no business running with, uh, which is absolutely huge, right? Because we talk about Josevar and Zane Smith back in the truck. Zane was the talk of the town, right? He was the top dog there. He was the guy that everybody was wanting to beat right then all of a sudden you see him in cup series and it's flipped harsavar is kind of the better driver and now zane smith's the one that's trying to catch up to him so i think with the way track house has kind of signed on zane to be kind of a part of spire get him used to things this is basically zane's kind of you know test right can you run with the big dogs can you actually be up there can you compete with these guys 
If so, there's a spot at the house for you, but watch out. There's a couple other guys that want that seat as well. Yeah, and that's the two guys eyeing for that spot. And obviously we, we could talk about more of it, um, you know, with Daniel Suarez, of course. But, uh, you know, like you mentioned about Josefar, Josefar has got that cup series uh, talent. Uh, mm-hmm. And like you mentioned at Bristol, you know, it's um, he had a really good run. And this is obviously during the time where he was uh, substituting Noah Gregson after his uh, debacle from uh, social media and uh, now he's on a different team. But with Carson Husvar, he's also prone to getting in trouble. Um, we know that because him and Ty Gibbs kind of share the same mentality where you have all the good talent in the world, but the only problem is that you are immature within uh, your brain, I guess, uh, to put it in better terms. Um, they still have that immature mindset, uh, and they are prone to making mistakes and still wrecking and getting aggressive. I mean, shoot, during the Martinsville race, I mean, Carson Hosevar flat out took Ty Gibbs while Ty Gibbs was trying to learn a, you know, learn who to mess with and not to mess with in the Cup Series. So it's very... While well-deserved for Carson Hosefer, at the same time, definitely keep an eye on him in case of any mistakes. And while, yes, he is a rookie this year, uh, I don't know how long that's going to last because the talk of the town of last year was um, we should definitely hire truck series guys because the trucks and cup are similar vehicles um, of the arrow and everything else. And so with that being said, you know, cup guy or cup teams may be looking down at the truck series and go, no, we might want to hire this kid or this, that, and the other. But after what they saw from the truck series event at Phoenix, which I know most people want to forget while bringing it back at the same time, you have to understand that most of those kids that are, you know, within their late teens are still immature uh, mindset. I mean, you look at Corey Heim, who um, just a few days ago of this recording, um, you know, got hired as a reserve driver and, um, you know, simulator driver for Legacy Motor Club in 2311 uh, for the Toyota program. While that's a big step, at the same time, you have to understand while, yes, Corey Heim is talented, he's also prone to making mistakes, just like that Phoenix race. So um, just be a Careful of what you watch with Carson Hosevar because you never know that cup cup ride might be short lived. Um, and yeah, let's so let's definitely hope not. Happen. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say yeah, that to happen. <laughs> yeah, it could happen, and yeah. it could be you know a little strict, just like uh, Formula One. Um, this yeah, this is where I kind of hope with Spire this year that you know maybe having Corey LaJoy and Zane Smith and Carson Hosevar all on one team this year that I kind of hope they'll be able to kind of work together this year, get those guys that are young to try to get on the same mindset, get their maturity up and all that stuff. Hopefully Spire can, um, you know, build those guys up to what they need to be. Let's hope. Yeah, it's, um, it's something to definitely keep an eye on, eye on uh, with Spire this year, especially since having four trucks, four full-time trucks next year and also three cup cars in one small building that was meant for trucks after they bought KBM uh, within the year. So that's going to be um, interesting. <laughs> yes. To try very. To that into one building. Yikes. Um, 
but moving on, let's um, talk about uh, the other Chevrolet guys. Um, definitely Hendrick this year. They will definitely be the talk of the town since all their drivers are going to be coming back at full strength. Uh, well, at least half of them anyway. But, um, you know, with Byron uh, finishing, what, third in points last year, you know, he'll definitely yep. be on the revenge tour of wanting to win a championship. Um, whether you're a traditionalist, or playoff, I or a pure or wow, this is really going bad. <laughs> um, if you're if you like the playoffs and if you're a traditionalist or you like the regular points, um, you know that in all your hearts of hearts that William Byron should have been champion last year, and that is no questions asked at all. Period. I feel like William Byron had the season to where he stayed consistent, stayed out of trouble, and should have won the championship, but unfortunately due to our current rules and our current everything that this year, uh, Ryan Blaney is the champion. And while I would say it's well-deserved, it is true, but still he didn't have as good as an impressive season as William Byron did. And that's no, no discredit to him. Um, but you also have Kyle Larson that finished second, which he had the most on and off season, but still managed to finish inside the top five in points. that's just Kyle Larson for you. And um, with that also being said, he's going to be running the 2024 Indianapolis 500. So that should be interesting as well. And we'll see how he does within um, the 600 weekend. Uh, But then you also have Chase Elliott coming back from surgery, uh, fully recuperating, uh, getting ready for this year and all Bowman um, taking some time off and getting ready this year. So as the Hendrick fan that you are, I want to, um, see where your mindset yes. is at for your team this year. So I'll, I'll I tell you, you for however long. Yeah, I, I tell you, after last year, yeah, I think Larson and Byron, definitely, I'm looking at them as to be, you know, championship hopefuls again. But this year, I think, is going to be more of a make or break year for a couple, for one driver, I think specifically. Um, for Byron, I think he's starting to prove his worth now. Uh, took him a while. He definitely took a while to get to where he is now. But the driver that I think is in kind of a make or break year, for me at least personally, is Alex Bowman. Uh, that team, they got a couple. I think they got a new pit guy that's coming over that's on the new team. But they've also got the same crew chief. They've got the same driver in that 48. And the thing is, last year... Whenever Alex Bowman was healthy or was somewhat healthy or whatever, they struggled. They didn't make the playoffs last year. Not a good thing for Hendrick Motorsports, right? All four of those drivers each and every year should make the playoffs, right? So to have two of their best drivers or just to have two drivers in general not make it is unacceptable for Hendrick Motorsports levels, right? So coming into this year, I think for Alex Bowman specifically, I think that this is going to be make or break. Uh, Last year, you know, didn't get the win that he needed. Uh, 2022, he had a good start to the season, fell off hardcore, right? I think Bowman's got good talent. He's got good starts to the seasons, but he's got to carry it through now, throughout the whole season. Uh, Can't be falling off midway through, can't be falling off playoff time. He's got to be consistent the whole season through now. Uh, Chase Elliott's the other big one. Another driver that, honestly, whenever he was somewhat healthy, should have made the playoffs, I thought, last year. Didn't, and guess what? I think, uh, would I say it's a make or break year for Chase? No, not really. But at the same time, I think that performance-wise, 
uh, hoping to get him back on the level that he should be at, right? 2022 levels back to where, you know, he's competing for a championship. We can actually get him to the championship four and we're not having to, you know, struggle to get our way there, right? So I think this year, if you ask me, I think all four drivers should be eyeing a least a playoff spot. All four of them should at least be in the playoffs, no doubt. Uh, but I would say championship four for two of them is kind of a must. I would say for Larson and Chase and even I'll throw Byron in there as well. Uh, Bowman, I'm expecting round of eight, to be completely honest with you. I think that's where they need to be um, heading out in this season. So we'll see. Uh, high expectations, but at the same time, as I said, um Bowman, I'm kind of looking at you, man. This is our make or break year. Um yeah, big um big thoughts from Levi over here uh with the uh Hendrick team. Um I'll be <laughs> honest with you, I, I think the exact same thing. I think these guys should definitely get back to where they were in 2022, to where all four were contending for wins and fighting for a championship. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, well, sorry, one more one more thought before we move on to the next team there, because, um, you know, with all the injury stuff and all that last year, I get it. You know, drivers were not at their peak, right? Bowman and Chase specifically. But this year, throw that all out the window. This year, it's about it's about getting back to normal, consistent battling for wins again. It's our year. It's our year. No, <laughs> hey, I tell you, know what that reference is. You, you know, you know. I tell you, um, we had two drivers last year in the championship four, and we lost to a Ford that body that they don't even race anymore. That was kind of crappy. So, I that's why I say unacceptable. It's time to get another championship for Mister H. All right. So the last two on the Chevrolet list uh, will be JT Daughtery Racing and Colleague. Um, since we already touched on Colleague, I'm going to save the Daytona 500 champs for last uh, on Chevrolet. But for Colleague, we've already talked about earlier uh, with their Xfinity Series program. It's a definitely big upgrade. We have not seen this stacked of field, um, I want to say, since 2021. Um, only because, you know, you had Daniel Hemrick in the car, Justin Haley, and AJ Allmanier, which was definitely a stacked field. Now Justin Haley is up and left colleague uh, to go in the cup. Now he's moved on to a different team, which we will talk about more um, later on in the episode. Um, with that being said, with their Xfinity Series program, now we move on to their cup program, which is their full-time driver, uh, Daniel Hemrick, who we just talked about. Um, he has some experience within the next-gen car, uh, within the... Um, spinabout car on the 13 car with a uh, colleague uh, when they had three cars with Chandler Smith um, call or uh, Daniel Hemrick. And um, I think there was another driver that drove the 13. Don't quote me. I think it might've been Kaz Grala. Oh Maybe. man. That's I forgot about it. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I'm not going to hold it too much by uh, remembrance, but um, yeah. So, now we move on to their cup side, and now they have one full-time car and one part-time car, which is the 16 is now part-time and Daniel Hemrick's full-time. So I want to get your thoughts on what you think Daniel Hemrick's going to be doing this year, um, what expectations do you have, and uh, we'll just go from there. I'll be completely honest with you. I thought this was a downgrade for Colleague. Uh, I really thought it was. I think Hemrick's a consistent driver. But does he have the talent level that Almondinker has? No. 
Um, does he have the highest ceiling that Almendinger has? No. Um, I don't know what the expectations are for Hemrick, honestly, this year for Colleague. I don't know if Colleague is just wanting to put a different driver in there to see how the equipment is. I, I'll be frank with you. I don't know what the move was to bring Hemrick back up to the Cup Series. I think the big thing for the Xfinity Series program was to get Almendinger back down or to get that program to where it needed to be. But I don't know what the end goal is for the Cup program for Colleague, um, having Hemrick up there. I think what would have been the better move is trying to, which again, maybe trying to find somebody else, trying to make a big move on a different higher prospect coming up. I think Austin Hill would have been a good one, except it looked like they just couldn't get him. I think RCR, Justin Haley, that broke down. So it's like, what's the next best situation? I totally Hamburg. forgot about RCR. Oh my god, I thought there was uh-huh. like a different manufacturer. Yeah. Okay, so RCR is <laughs> after this. So JTT yep. will be safe uh-huh. for last, I promise. I, RCR, yep. I am so sorry. I will write an apology letter on Twitter after this. I, I am so sorry. Yep, yep. Forgot about them, didn't you? Because, hey, <laughs> they're going to be playing a huge part, I think, in the next season, if you ask me. but uh, Or this season. But that's the thing with Hemrick. I... I don't know what the goal is here for Colleague. I don't know if they were just relying on Hembrick because that was just their next best opportunity that they had. Um, but yeah, I, man, I do not know um, here for Colleague. I, the, the thing is here, I think for Hembrick, for my expectations at least, is that he takes a, he's got to be on par at least for Almond, with Almondinger's stats last year or better, I think. That's my predictions, or that's my expectations for uh, Daniel Hemrick. Does that include a win? Uh, if he's in the, if he can get one, I'll put it that way. I don't expect him to be running for wins or chasing them, but if he has the opportunity to win, um, absolutely. I hope he takes advantage of it and gets it. But do I think he's going to be up there winning races? No. Uh, for me, it's literally just get better stats than what Almendinger had or be on par with him is my expectations for Hemrick. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't have that much for Hemrick either, but um, just try to do better than Justin Haley, I well, guess. And Hold on. Let me AJ. look at one thing right quick because I was looking at his stats um, from last year and like, yeah, he had 18 top 10s, but which isn't really on par with guys like Nemechek and Austin Hill, right? Which, again, Austin Hill was that one guy I think they wanted to go after, but I just, either the relations broke down, something broke down uh, in the negotiation table. So maybe this was their next best opportunity that they had. And if that's the case, then, yeah, just meet, <laughs> be on par with what Almondinger did last year, basically. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, I think you just hit the nail on the head at this point. So mm-hmm. um, uh, now we're RCR on. now. Yeah, <laughs> that that was one thing that everybody was kind of like, uh, Austin, wh- wh- what about RCR? And I'm like, you know what? RCR has kind of been forgettable for me. I'll be honest with you. I, I apologize. Uh, if it wasn't for the second half of the season, I'm pretty sure I would have remembered them, but I didn't. So that's on me. But uh, talking about their two drivers, um, Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon, we'll talk about the the new face that's 
not a new face anymore, but Kyle Busch, uh, his first half of the year went great. I mean, honestly, not a lot of people had big expectations for Kyle Busch within the, you know, within the year, but he won Auto Club. He won Talladega, which I don't mm-hmm. think he was ever expecting to win, and Gateway. The pretty good way to start off the first half of the season, and then the second half, it just went boom. Hit. I mean, it just hit the fan at that point, which I'm surprised they made it to the round of 12, knowing their luck. Um, obviously, they were doing way better than Truex, but um, yeah, it, uh, it was an interesting year for that eight car. Yeah, I'll put it this way, Austin. I... This is why I said, you know, whenever I was talking in the colleague segment, this team here, I think is going to be really interesting this year for one reason, and that is Kyle Busch. Does he take a step forward or back this year? Because here's the big problem with RCR, right? We were talking with our, or we were talking about in 2023 with RCR about, you know, the fact that they let go Tyler Reddick, right? That was their young guy. That was the guy they were bringing up through the ranks, right? Well, guess what? They bring in a veteran with Kyle Busch. He comes in. Yes, he gets success. But the problem is he's a veteran. He's getting up in age. And you got to wonder, does he take a step forward or back this year? And I'll be honest with you. I don't know, right? I don't have a crystal ball to where I can tell the future and all that. But I think, you know, you really, this is, I think, the year that we start to look at, you know, whether or not that move for ARCR to pick up Kyle Busch was the best thing. Or letting go Tyler Wright to get Kyle Busch or whatever, you know, whether that whole thing actually worked out. Because guess what? I don't think Kyle's in his prime. I mean, I know for sure Kyle isn't in his prime anymore, right? Granted, as you said, Austin, he did get those three wins. But like, out of those three wins, I thought two of them, yeah, he really looked like he was back to himself. But that was in the first half of the season. Come playoff time, he wasn't there when he needed to be. Like, the team just, they didn't grow as the year went on. Like, Ryan Blaney right you saw that team they struggled in the first half came alive in the second half that's what they got to do rcr's got to get on that second half of the season better they got to get kyle bush better in the playoffs there they got to get that program better the other driver for rcr austin dillon man i tell you if it wasn't for the fact that he is a silver spoon i would say yeah he he should have been gone years ago right but thing about is he's still here Right. And to be honest with you, either he'll back his way into the playoffs or not this year. That's all the expectations I have for him. That's it for him. Yeah. Um, well, we are on the topic of RCR because I feel like I should give him a little more time than expected. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, let's talk about their Xfinity Series program. It's a big deal. And obviously, we'll, we'll talk about their Xfinity Series programs because we've already started with Colleague. Now we're, we'll, we'll get to the others. But, um, you know, they have Austin Hill back again, which I think in the future they will have, um, you know, they they do want to have Austin Hill as their future in the Cup Series. And obviously Austin Hill has expressed the good relationships he's had with uh, RCR. Um, I feel like RCR is definitely uh, Austin Hill's home uh, for the time being. And I feel like with Austin Hill, he will be their future driver uh, in the Cup Series and from here on out. Uh, they also have hired Jesse Love, which... I don't have big expectations for Jesse Love, especially him after he's dominated the Arca race uh, season, which was not 
too shocking to say the least. He skips trucks and goes to Xfinity, which it tends to be the trend of nowadays because it definitely wasn't like that in 2014 to where you could jump up to Xfinity and you could have success. I mean, you could think of like Dylan Kwasniewski, um, which I know most people hadn't heard that name in a while, but Dylan Kwasniewski uh, was really good in ARCA and he had a lot of good competition too. And he was a part of the NASCAR next with Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Kyle Larson, um, Ryan Blaney. And I feel like there was somebody else, uh, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Bubba Wallace, uh, right. Yeah, I think there was like six. Anyways, he was with those <laughs> group of guys. Oh, wow. Um, and he was very promising. He, he won some ARCA races. He's won a championship in it, and he moved to the Xfinity series. And you saw how very sporadic those guys were in the series. And the either some of them was in trucks, some of them were in Xfinity based on their talent. And obviously, when it, uh Kwasniewski moved up to Xfinity. It was just abysmal, and I feel like without that truck time, it was just, ah, just, it, it just became bad for his career, and then, you know, uh, his career died off at that point, which was very unfortunate, and I feel like he was one of the promising talents that never got, uh, got to be shown, but that's one of many people that have not been able to show off their talents as much as the next person, because he was a part of the Chip Ganassi uh, pipeline. And that didn't happen. So, um, but it's hard to say nowadays what Jesse Love is able to do. Obviously, uh, I don't think we've seen him in the Xfinity ride. So this will be his first full-time season in the Xfinity cars. Um, so we'll see. I don't have that big high expectation for Jesse. But um, yeah, any thoughts? I'll tell you. Um, for Xfinity series, I think Austin Hill. Guess what? A lot of the big competition, John Hunter Nemechek. Um, let's see here. Josh Berry. Yep. Guess what? This is a big year for Austin Hill. I, especially championship four appearance for sure. Like that is the bare minimum. Uh, I think. I feel like it's going like to be very tough this year because I feel like with just with the guys this year, I mean, I I have no doubts that Austin Hill won't make it. I feel like him, AJ Allmendinger, Cole Custer, um, and maybe somebody else. Not exactly sure whom, but there's a lot of tough guys that are going to make that could make a Final Four experience or um appearance. Uh, I've definitely made the bold prediction by saying Riley Herbst is going to make it to the Final Four, um, only because of after the contract extension of a one more year deal with SHR. There is now this confidence that has creeped into Riley Herbs, and I feel like he's he's out of um how do how do I say this with Riley Herbs? I feel like he's starting to get it now, and obviously it took him a few years, but he's starting to get it. And with that contract extension, it gave him a boost of confidence. He won in his hometown track. He got top fives left and right and almost would have won homestead had it not been for that damn sam Mayer. but um, <laughs> you know i feel like riley will have a really good year uh next year but uh we'll we'll talk about that more in forward but um you know i feel like there's a lot of guys next year that that's going to be really hard to beat going into the xfinity series and i say that every single year but we'll we'll find out right so um yeah. Moving Guess on, on to JTG. 
Yeah. JTG. Yeah, um, Daytona 500 champs. They had a really good start of the season last year. Now, with that all being said, now um, we move on to this year. So what are your expectations for Ricky Sticky? Just to take an even bigger step forward this year is basically it. I mean, last year, winning the Daytona 500, yes, absolutely huge. It's the biggest race of the year, right? But not only did they do that, they also had really good... I thought they just had a really good run throughout the whole season. Like one of the big things for Ricky Stenhouse has always been like consistency and not only just making the playoffs, but you know, making it on points. And that's what they did last year. Like even if let's say they didn't win the 500, right. They still would have, I got thinking gotten on points, which is absolutely huge for that team. Right. It's showing that they've definitely taken a consistency step forward. Uh, they definitely got better. Stenhouse as a whole has gotten better. Right. And for a team like that and a driver like that, the best thing you can do sometimes is literally just bring the car home at the best position it can possibly get. Uh, not trying to push it too hard, not trying to, you know, go up and get a top 10 when only it can give you a top 15. Like, it's one of those things with that team. I think Stenhouse himself has kind of learned how to be a little bit more mature in the car, a little bit more patient. He's grown as a driver. The team around him has gotten better, I think, they did a good move by dropping that second car. I think they can now focus on Stenhouse, focus on getting him better. Once they do that, once they're taking bigger steps, I think you could start to work on getting that second car back, right? So uh, until then, on the move for JTG, keep making those steps forward, as I would say, is the expectation. Well, I um, can't say it any better than that. Uh, let's move on to Ford, the talk of the town for last year. Uh, apparently with that old body, it's just something about that car. It, it, it's just... I freaking hate through. that car. <laughs> yeah, and we won two championships. I, I, I know, that's, that's why I hate the car. <laughs> um, oh. Now they have a new look with the Ford Dark Horse Mustang, and um, before we get into any of that, um... Let's talk about the team that's been talked about a lot last year. Uh, Stuart Haas Racing. We'll rip the band-aid off. Might as well. Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet on this one. Last year was a rough year. Uh, there is no beating around the bush for it. There's nothing to say. It was pretty rough. Um, do I think we should have gotten plenty of wins last year? Absolutely. Um you know, I think that, you know, Harvick should have gotten several wins. I think Ryan Priest should have won at Martinsville. Um, but unfortunately, things didn't go the way they planned, and it was just overall very rough. Now, since it's a new group of guys coming in with Josh Berry and Noah Gregson, could this show, and obviously the rebranding of their logo and everything else like that, does this show that they have hope? that next year is going to be a better year. Absolutely. Anything can change. But the one thing I do want to say is this. Every team is going to have a bad year. There is no such thing as the perfect team. Um, just because uh, things look great doesn't mean that there won't be moments to where you're going to have rough times. And obviously last year was a rough time. So 
do I think they'll rebound this year? Absolutely. I feel like with the faces they've got this year, it's going to be great with uh, Chase Briscoe, Josh Berry being the rookie of the uh, team, which this is the first time they'll see a rookie since uh, Danica Patrick, uh, surprisingly. Um, so this will be the first time Stuart Haas will host a rookie besides uh, Danica Patrick. Hey guys, it's Editor Austin again. Uh, just to clarify on the rookie thing uh, for SHR, um, he is not the second rookie to compete with SHR. He's actually the fourth uh, alongside with Danica Patrick, Cole Custer, and Chase Briscoe. Um, but he is the second driver not brought up within the SHR rankings uh, to be part of the rookie season alongside Danica Patrick, which both were from Junior Motorsports to come over to the Cup Series uh, to drive full-time for SHR. But uh, overall, just to clarify that Josh is the fourth rookie to be a part of the Cup Series. So um, that's all you need to know, and let's continue with the episode. Uh, They have Noah Gregson, who's coming back uh, for a full year. so. Um, ex- what are the expectations going in? Um, I feel like Briscoe will definitely be leading the charge alongside Ryan Priest. I feel like those two will definitely rebound and start doing better this year. Uh, with Josh, with him and Rodney and Childers being paired up, I can only imagine what those two can do. Uh, they spent most of the end of last year, um, you know, running late model races together, which is to, in order to gain the better. Uh, connection that they should have and I don't feel like there's going to be any problem between those two because of uh, their both backgrounds in short track racing and obviously with Kevin Harvick trying to help with the connection between the two which I think is definitely a smart move um, you know I feel like with Josh Berry there's high hopes for him I feel like Josh Berry will have a very good year uh, this year I feel like definitely look out for him at short tracks and I feel like uh, you never know maybe at these cookie cutter tracks he'll be running pretty good uh, Noah Gregson, on the other hand, the fresh new face at Stuart Haas Racing, and it looks like it's going to be a good one. Um, I feel like I'm not expecting too much expectations for Noah outside the gate, but I feel like once he gets into the groove and once he starts really figuring out these cars, I feel like he will be the man on the move. Um, it's it's been the same thing with Byron, and I feel like uh, Gregson will have the. Uh, same thing. I feel like once he figures out these next-gen cards, I feel like he'll have a good year. I got a question, Austin. Does this kind of feel like 2018 Hendrick Motorsports to you? Because that's what it feels like to me. Because... I think so. Because, well, here's the difference, too, is is that they still had their star driver, which was Jimmy Johnson. Um, I feel like 2023 was definitely the Hendrick moment, to say the least. Um because of i mean while hendrick still got wins within their year it's not like you know it's unlike short Haas to not win every year right but i mean right, it was right. just a very rough year um but yeah I, I do feel like it has that hendrick moment and obviously the criticism that they get online is definitely unnecessary i mean i'm pretty sure that there is valid criticism valid criticism online for that but still at the same time there is no need for bashing or anything else like that because just because they're having one bad year it's easy to go you know tarnish their reputation like no that's not it they're just having a rough year and i get it you know we can poke fun at hendrick we can do this that and the other but like just because they're having a bad year doesn't mean they're not trying to figure out the situation on why they're having it so yeah. those are my thoughts um well i'll put it this way 
it feels like 2018 Hendrick to me because like the the way I see it at least you got new you got two new drivers coming in right you got um two drivers that are still there but you know they're kind of getting a I would say you know rebranding sort of thing going on you got the new body as well coming in like this whole year for Stuart Haas is going to be I think a interesting year because and I've said that for every team I think I gotta find a new word besides interesting um this team for me the biggest question I have or the biggest thing I think for this team for me at least is do they take a step forward or do they stay on the same same step that's the question for me I if they take a step forward awesome I do not expect this team to try to get every single one of their drivers into the playoff I don't expect them to be going up there and trying to make this huge, big move to where they start winning races again and all that. No, literally just get better. That's all I hope for, right? You know how last year they only got one driver in the playoff? This year, make it either two or three. That's all I ask. Take a step forward in the right direction. Go get you a couple wins if you can, if you're in the situation. But right now, that forward body, let's hope and pray that thing is actually as good as they say because I think this is what Stuart Haas needed. Um Guess what? Now, no more excuses. You got the new body. You got your drivers. Let's go kick some butt <laughs> for Stuart Haas. I don't think I would have put it any better than that. So uh, moving on to the champs, Team Penske. Uh, Team Penske has dominated dominated the two years with the new body, even though they weren't really doing much. Like with Logano, <laughs> he's won races here and there. Don't hate that body. Um, yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> And then Ryan Blaney uh, only winning about a handful of races in order to win the championship. And, uh, yeah, what, what what's your thoughts? I mean, it, <laughs> I there's a reason why Austin, I, I keep saying, I hate that 2022 to 2023 Ford body because, like, yes, was it absolutely, like, was the performance off? Yes, but for some daggum reason, it was overpowered at Phoenix. I don't know why. <laughs> I tell you, they honestly, what Ford honestly should have done is they use the dark horse for the regular season. And then they go back to the 2022 and 23 model for the playoffs. That's what they should have done. But in all seriousness though, uh, team Penske, you're kind of in the same boat as SHR, I think to where, when it comes to my expectations, right? Because guess what? Blaney. Yeah, sure. He won the championship last year. Yeah, sure. Logano won it the previous year. But guess what? You got a new body now. Now it's, it's no more excuses about like, oh, you know, we're off in the regular season. Our speed is off. No, you got your new body now. Go win some races. Go up there and get some consistency. This is your time now to shine, right? Um, and here's the thing about Penske, right? Is that even though they've won back-to-back championships, right? With Logano and Blaney, that ceiling is still there. Now that you've got that body, that new whatever Ford Dark Horse body, guess what? Go win yourself another championship. Like, if you could win a championship with that old one, you could do more with this new one. Like, dare I say it, but Penske could start to run maybe a... I'm not going to say they're going to run a dynasty because that's absolutely not the case, but they are going to start being an absolute force if, if and only if, this new body is as fast as they say it is, right? However, the big thing for me for Team Penske this year is not the body... It's not Blaney, it's not Logano, it's Austin Cindric. Can you get him into the playoffs? Because if you look at some of these big teams, right? Hendrick Motorsports, Joe Gibbs Racing, um, even RFK now, I'll say, or Trackhouse, right? Like 
their job is to get every single car into the playoff. Team Penske, they got two win last year. They didn't get that third. Austin Cindric is still way off on speed. He's struggling. Get this man some help. Get him what he needs to get him to what he can succeed. I think he's got the talent. For some odd reason, it's not showing on track. Let's get that fixed. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like with Austin Cindric, uh, the the lacquer of the group, should I say? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if um, I feel like it should it should say that Austin Cindric should keep up with the pack. Uh, obviously, should it be Austin Cindric's year this year and make Penske go one, two, and three, and Austin Cindric's champ? Oh you my never gosh! If that happens, if that happens, what to do? I tell you, I, then. I will say it then. I will then say that Penske's starting to build a dynasty, but until then, <laughs> they still got some work to do. You never know. You never, you never know. know. I tell you, with this format, I don't think we've ever, I don't think we ever expect, actually, Austin, do you know this, right? I'm trying to think with this format now. Have we ever had a team win back-to-back championships before? I'm starting to think now. What, back-to-back team championships? Yeah, like Team Penske won it back-to-back with Logano and Blaney. Have uh, any, has any other team done it? I don't think so. Because 14 was SHR, 15 was Joe Gibbs, 16 was uh, Hendrick, 17 was Front Row, or not Front Row, Furniture Row. Yeah, Furniture Row, uh-huh. 2018 was, yeah, Penske. 2019 was Joe Gibbs. 2020 was Hendrick. Oh yeah, no, Hendrick did it. Um, was the only team to do it. Twenty and twenty twenty one, and yep. then Penske was like, "No, we'll do you one better." And then <laughs> yeah. Back, so, so hey, Penske, if you go three in a row this year, man, congrats. That's that'd be huge in this playoff format. So, good luck, boys. The the ceiling's high, but hey, I think you know what's proper, Austin. What? The brothers go next. Ooh, the. The sister team to Team mm-hmm. Penske. Yes. Hurtin um, Hurtin Burton. I'm hurting right now. I'm Same here. Because you ruined Kevin Harvick's chance to win a race. <laughs> I'm too salty over that. I promise you. And also Tyler Reddick. I will not forgive Tyler Reddick for Darlington because of him. Went, uh, uh. So, yeah, I'm not a big Tyler Reddick or Harrison uh. <laughs> Burton fan from 2023. You, you disappointed me both. Um, but Harrison Burton, I. I don't know what to say because I like Harrison Burton. I feel like he is a talent, but I feel like this year is a make or break year for Harrison Burton. And if he mm-hmm. cannot perform uh back to Xfinity series for you, uh, I don't care what manufacturer, I don't care if Wood Brothers has to make an Xfinity series team. I don't care what needs to happen, but Harrison, if you can't make it this year, go back to Xfinity. Uh, or just do what Ty Dillon's doing and just go back to trucks. Uh, I wouldn't go back to trucks, but I'd rather go to Xfinity because I feel like you can have promising races over there. But um, Harrison, this is a make or break year. And if you cannot perform this year, uh, you don't need the ride. And I feel like it could be given to either Riley Herbst or Cole Custer or someone else deserving of the Ford um, pipeline. Because at this point, it's... He can put out decent results, but at the same time, it, it, it's kind of hard because it will be one weekend he'll do great, and the next it's inconsistency. So I don't know where it's going to lie, and while some can do it better than others, i.e. Larson, um, 
it's it's hard right now for me to say whether he should keep that right or not. And I really want this year to have Harrison Burton to prove me wrong. 100%. Yeah, I'll put it this way. It's it's back to what I said about the other two teams. Like, you got your new forward body, and there's no more excuses now. Like, for Harrison Burton, um, I'll put it this way. So, if you go back to 2022, right? Or 2021, actually. Matt DiBenedetto was the driver for the 21, right? And then at the end of the year, even after Matty D had a pretty consistent year, they bring in Harrison Burton. And Harrison's performance, it wasn't, it hasn't gotten better. It hasn't, it, it's basically just been stagnant over the last two seasons to where he's not running. I mean, he's running outside the top 30 in some races, um, which is to me unacceptable, especially when you are the sister team to Team Penske. Um, something's wrong there. A- absolutely. That sends up red flags everywhere. Uh, something's got to change, whether it's crew chief, whether it's the team around him, or it's Harrison Burton himself, something ain't right. Um, because I'll put it another way, Matt Benedetto had better stats than Harrison Burton. Granted, it's two different cars, Gen 6, next gen. But yeah, I'll I'll still leave it there. Harrison... This is make or break year for you, to be honest with you. Either take a step forward, or you're going to have to go back to Xfinity or something like that. Something's got to change. Chris Buescher, who would have thought him getting three wins this year would have been the one where it's just like, oh, last year. K is the real deer. I said last year. Well, last year. Well, you didn't say last year. You said like this year he would get whatever. You you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Anyways, um. Yeah, who would have, who would have expected him to win at Michigan, Richmond, and Daytona? Um, of course, RF, you know, with Kizilowski, he's also trying to get in wins. So, uh, what are your thoughts and expectations for <laughs> RFK this year? Last year, they were blown away. RFK, do it again this year. Seriously, blow me away. Blow every single fan out of the water this year when it comes to expectations. Because literally, you did it to us last year. Do it again. Um, that's all I'm asking for out of you guys because, my goodness, I would love to see the Roush resurgence, like the old days of Roush to start coming along. And guess what? They, they kind of are in a way. Um, let me put it this way. If Busher actually somehow had made the championship four, he would have actually been in the championship contention last year. I hope you realize because like, they had a good car at Phoenix. They actually ran up front. Granted, during the race, they fell back, had some strategy go wrong. But that whole race, they were good. They were fast. So now the step is get Busher and Brad Kay. Well, at least Busher, I would say. At least get Busher to that championship four. Brad Kay, the expectations are win this year. Absolutely 100% are a win. Uh, Even if somehow Brad doesn't get a win this year. Round of eight, at least. Round of eight, championship four, I think, is the expectations for RFK this year. But I'll go back to what I said from the beginning. Blow us away again this year. As a fan, I can't wait to see this year for RFK. Um, yeah, my expectation is, is that I hope Brad Kislowski wins this year. Oh, uh, same. Chris, Chris, just keep doing what you're doing, bud. Uh, that's all I got to say. Um, but Brad... I, th- I think it's safe to say from all of us, just please win a race for us. Just like at least one win to make it least satisfying. Um, 
let's see. Uh, let's talk about Rick Ware. I feel like, um, while Front Row will definitely get their uh, spotlight, I feel like uh, Rick Ware has been making some moves because they are part of the uh, RFK pipeline. Uh, they made their biggest move by getting Justin Haley to hop on board as their full-time driver in the number 51. Uh, obviously, in their second car, they're going to have Kaz Grala run most of the races while uh, they're going to have Riley Herbst, I think, run some of the races. And a, <laughs> a, a disappointing yeah. comeback <laughs> back into oh, the 15. No. Oh, that was no, that's a bad idea. I mean, I'm not the smartest person <laughs> in the shed. Yeah. But why? Hey. You, you were look. looking so promising before the year, which was after Cody got suspended. I was like, okay, everything's looking, you know, it looks bleak and it's looking very bad for Rick Ware. But when they got Justin Haley. I was like, okay, you're making moves. Plus, you're getting more of a better connection with RFK. You you know they're not playing around anymore. But now I'm starting to second guess myself, and I feel like Justin Haley is about to go into a career suicide. Okay, look, I'll I'll put it this way. All right, this is for for Cody Ware. Like, let me get let me put it on the other side for you. Let me give you the optimist view of this. Okay, Austin, for Cody Ware, this is a second chance, and if he blows it now, it's over. Basically, that's the way I see it. But I don't know how the family sees it. I don't know how ownership sees it or whatever, right? That's kind of how I see it. But I'll put it this way. Expectations for Rick Ware this year are definitely to take a launch forward. And I I don't mean like a little small one. It's a big one, right? Because you got Justin Haley now on your team. Like, there's not that expectation of just, you know, backmarker team anymore. Now your expectation is at least finishing top 30 most races. Getting top 20s like, are probably going to be my... Yeah, no, top 20s are going to be where you need to be finishing in races. Um, like, making step forward with equipment, making sure Justin Haley moves forward. Like, this is basically the RWR redemption year. You've got Justin Haley, full-time. you got Kaz Grala in the second card. You know what? This is it, Rick Ware. This is your redemption arc year. You make a move forward. Congratulations, you're back on the right track. You take a step back, we're all going to be looking at you and going, um, really? You made all those moves and you're, you're going to blow it, right? So this is your redemption arc year. This is your chance. Don't blow it now. Yeah, it's... Um, it, no it's pressure. Definitely be, yeah, no pressure, but <laughs> it's definitely going to be an interesting year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're also going to move on the front row. Uh, Todd. I had to I had to say it out loud. Todd and McDowell. Um, I feel like it's going to be a good year for them. Uh, the way their momentum was last year, I feel like this year could be a little bit different. You never know because Todd Todd's kind of been ranking in some top twenties, and Michael mm-hmm. McDowell's been really good with the road courses. Which when he won at the Indianapolis, uh, I want to say Grand Prix, but this is a Formula One. <laughs> it was car, so. yeah, <laughs> but it, it was an overall like a Martin Truex kind of win. It was a it was a really good race for him to show off he can win. And plus, he's got something to say over Chase Elliott fans, which is, I beat your favorite driver twice. For the <laughs> 500 and for Indianapolis, the two most important races on our schedule. And he beat him. Yes. So you never know. Some point this year, he could beat Chase Elliott again for a win at a different racetrack. So 
Only time will tell at this point. But uh, I tell you, Austin. Yeah, yeah. I I tell you, Michael McDowell. Keep making those steps forward, man. I loved what I saw last year. That win at Indianapolis, huge, right? Now the question is, okay, you won one road course race. Can you come back and do it again? And can you consistently be running up front each and every single road course race, as well as playoff? Playoff implications, right? Like we saw how well you guys did last year. Maybe this year, instead of round of 16, uh, early exit, round of 12, I think is kind of the expectation for Michael McDowell and that team. Uh, talking or what I heard from them on uh, Actions Detrimental, they bought they're gonna or they bought some stuff I think as well that's gonna help the team move forward to be able to get their equipment on par with other teams. If that's the case, round of twelve. I think it would be absolutely in the ballpark for that team. Let's see it work. I I hope for that team. On the flip side though, Todd Gilland, right? Last year was messy with Todd, right? I think they had him coming in and out quite a bit part-time, moving after rides. There was a whole lot of background stuff that got in the way. This year, hopefully that's over. This year, it's time to, you know, hammer down, look forward. I say for Todd, at least be in playoff contention is my, uh, is the way I'll put it, right? You saw how Michael McDowell moved forward. Now it's time to get Todd Gillen moving forward with him. Uh, playoff contention is what I say for that team. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, Interesting year for the good old front row. We'll move on mm -hmm. to our last manufacturer of the episode because uh, th this is definitely a long one. I wasn't expecting it, but this is preseason, <laughs> baby. We um, spent a lot of time on them Chevys. <laughs> yeah, the Chevrolet, man. It's well, it's the longest running manufacturer, and they have too many cars. So let's yeah. move on to Toyota, which this is a big year, and we're going to start off with the new faces, LMC Legacy. Motor Club. They are now joining the good old Cheating Yoders. Um, <laughs> this year they have John Hunter Nemechek and Eric Jones. Eric Jones bringing back into the fold of Toyota and John Hunter, obviously their pipeline uh, future prospect uh, in the 42. So, and Jimmy Johnson will be running some partial races this year, which Jimmy Johnson and Toyota God, that's that's going to be a side I can't <laughs> that's it's weird it's it's not right man it's not right <laughs> yeah it's not right it's it's kind of like i i wouldn't say that with harvick because i feel like it, it was just kind of natural because it's just kind of it is what it is kind of ordeal but mm -hmm. um i don't know how to how to describe it but is it's i mean imagine seeing chase elliott in a ford or a toy yeah, it's it's just seeing like, something other than that or Dale Earnhardt yeah. in a different manufacturer. Oh god, I imagine mean? Dale Jr. at Joe Gibbs. Imagine that. Like it just oh. it doesn't seem right. But yeah, like no, this is doesn't. this is basically what this is. It's like Legacy Motors Motor Club basically was like, you know what? We're changing over to, to Toyota. I you know, when it comes to expectations for this team, I don't know where to put them because Last year was such an up and down year for that team because you go back to 2022, right? They made big step forward. Eric Jones gets a win for Legacy. They look good. 2023, down year at the beginning. Then at the end of the year, it was like they went back up, right? You know, Eric Jones was getting back in his, his consistency. Uh, Josevar was making the equipment look good. And it's like, okay, you look good in a Chevy, but now they're in a Toyota. It's like, I don't know where this team is like what their long-term goal is, right? 
I don't know what their yeah what it's... their foundation right to part of the Toyota start like moving forward that way, or is it just you know if what is the foundation right? However, I'll put it this way: if by going to Toyota right and hopefully being a part of Toyota, hopefully they can get this stuff that they need because I'll be honest with you, I have my doubts when it comes to Toyota development teams, right? We've seen it before. Uh, back in the Gen 6 era, I'm hoping next-gen era, this is not a problem anymore, right? But if this is the case with Toyota, Eric Jones, get him in the playoffs. Like, that's my expectations for this team, right? Um, he's got the talent. He's got the drive. Boys, get him a good car. Like, we can see how well he drives at Darlington. Just, yeah, let's let's get him what he needs in order to make that playoff. Because guess what? He's still a young driver, but he's running out of time as a driver as well, right? And I do not want to see this guy struggle anymore uh, at all. John Hunter Namachek. This guy literally basically said, you know what? I'm at the Cup Series, but I'm going to go back to the Truck Series and restarted his whole career. And guess what? He's another driver that young, but he doesn't have, just like the rest of us out here in this world, we don't have, you know, infinite amount of time to try to get our success in, right? Don't waste this year for legacy, right? Make steps forward. Get that Toyota partnership moving forward, right? Because I'm going to tell you, if you don't move forward with Toyota, if you're not taking those steps with Toyota, uh, we're all going to look at you and say, hey, you should have stuck with Chevy, right? So this year, I say Eric Jones needs to make a playoff spot. John Hunter at least needs to be in playoff contention this year. Uh, let's Let's hope that's the case this year. Yeah, let's uh, let's hope for brighter futures for Legacy Motor Club, especially mm-hmm. with new manufacturers, new people coming in, uh, full, flat out sponsored throughout the whole year. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be big for LMC. They're they're making big yes. changes. You better make big promises. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move on with twenty three eleven. I feel like they are the talk of the town. Um, I do not like half their drivers <laughs> but you know what it is what it is I, I i just can't but knowing how their season was last year uh bubble wallace just did not have that good of, i mean it was quietly consistent but it wasn't it wasn't anything that would just make you go ooh ah it was just kind of there uh meanwhile tyler reddick on the other hand wanted to just prove everyone that he does have talent and while he does, he tends to be like Kyle Larson on most weeks to where um, if you'll have a good week one week and then the next week you choke it either because of your team or the car or yourself. And that tends to be Tyler Reddick in a nutshell, uh, which I, I'm i a conspiracy theorist over here. I think they're both within the same tree of um, all talent, no brains, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be a very interesting year for 2311, especially going to a new shop, changing a new logo, which was pretty much worthless, but keep going. Um, you know what expectations are, truly, Austin, for one of those guys at least? is championship win, four. And, yeah. You know? I'm because, yeah, no, I was, exactly. Tyler Reddick. I mean, got to the round of eight, but then just kind of stalled out there whenever they got there this is yeah no you got a good driver 
you're making you're you're putting a lot of money into this team right now let's see if that can make the next step right let's actually see here if you can get now to that championship four i think that is the benchmark for tyler reddick at least right for bubba wallace um for all the haters out there take a look at where he finished at the points last year top 10 that's huge for that team uh that's also in front he finished better in the points at the end of the year than our regular season champion martin truex now granted truex had a terrible terrible you know whatever second half of the season but bubba wallace top 10 right now is taking the next step forward wins that's what we're looking for out of bubba now with this next gen era it's harder to win right it's harder to consistently get wins but i think at least one win for bubba on this year is the expectation as well as let's get a higher points finish than 10th whether that's a round of eight finish or round of 12 but even then gets higher in the top 10 either way i think round of eight is probably my benchmark for Bubba this year. I feel like out of last year uh, with Bubba, you know, if they can make it to the round of eight, they can. Uh, I feel like there's no ifs, ands, or buts, but just knowing how their year was a little bit last year, it it was quiet, but it wasn't really uh, all that, if you know what I mean. Hey, uh, if I you remember... Like really an early knockout, but I mean... Yeah, no, if you remember, they almost had a chance to win at Texas. They almost did. So, like... Yeah, like there, there's absolutely um, something there. There is absolutely talent there. There is potential. Harness it this year. Yeah, it, it's going to be. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens this year with the uh, twenty twenty three eleven. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll we'll see, right? So, yep, absolutely. Um. Moving on to the big house, um, Joe Gibbs. Yep. They, Ty Gibbs, second year. Martin Truex is back after an abysmal playoffs. Uh, Denny Hamlin, it's our year. Cinderella. Definitely a Cinderella story. It's um, or how about this? Uh, like Mark Martin's uh, championship hopes. Uh, always the bridesmaid, but never the bride. Yes. Uh, if that makes sense for Christopher Bell fans, I uh, hope we understand what that means. Uh, while I'm not a big Christopher Bell fan, uh, you understand where I'm getting at. So, what are we expecting from Joe Gibbs? Because their Xfinity Series program apparently oh. knows what they're doing. They've got Erica Marola, they've got Sheldon Creed, they've got Chandler Smith, and a handful of other drivers doing part time. But the their their fast two is going to be Sheldon Creed and Chandler Smith. But fun fact I heard from an interview from uh, Sirius XM when they were talking to uh, Sheldon Creed, he almost signed with Stuart Haas, which I thought would have been the most interesting <laughs> thing. I would have absolutely been shocked had Sheldon Creed come to Stuart Haas, which would only make me question is, too, is that would he either take in Herbst's ride or Cole's ride, depending if Cole would have gone to Cup, but... Uh, this is where I wish there was like a NASCAR what if series. Like, you know, what if this happened? And you get to see like, you know, whatever the um aftermath of it, but I guess we'll never know. I, I guess we we'll never know. 
We'll never know. Right. Um, but Austin, you know what my expectations for Joe Gibbs are? What? What, what are your expectations? It's a championship. Like, oh. I'll put it this way, right? Like, last two years have been, uh, I think, good for Joe Gibbs, but like, they they just stall out. Like, there's so much hype, especially with one driver, um, around their whole season, but they always come up short. And it's not just Denny Hamlin. Like Martin Truex Jr., what in the world happened to them in the last year, in the like last 10 races of the season? Um, where were they? Like, where was the team at all? Because the first round, we all thought, okay, you know what? He got out of it. Move on. They got worse. Like, it was one of those things to where instead of actually gaining momentum and trying to, you know, move forward, they got worse throughout the year. Uh, Denny Hamlin, it's our year. No, it wasn't. You missed again the championship four. Uh, C. Bell, they made it. And then you have a, you know, whatever, part problem. Like, uh, oh my goodness. It, it, then on the flip side of all that, there's Ty Gibbs, right? Ty Gibbs, he was in his first year. I give him a bit of a break because this is his first year in Cup. He's learning the ropes, so whatever, full-time at least, full first full-time year. But even then, missed the playoffs, right? So like this year for me, for Joe Gibbs, right? You have every single cast and character coming back from your 2023 roadshow, right? Now it's time to actually go out there and win a freaking championship. Like, you have Christopher Bell. You've got Denny Hamlin and Chris Gabehart, that absolutely deadly combo. You've got Martin Truex and James Small. When they're on the right page, they're a deadly combo. Yeah. And guess what? Ty Gibbs, you've got young talent there. Get him into the playoffs. Get this man. Actually, if you have to, right? For Ty Gibbs, get him back to his Xfinity Series self if you have to, to get that performance back. Like, I know we all complain about, you know, the immaturity and all that stuff. But okay. <laughs> Yeah, I know, Austin, you, you say that, but I'm just saying, Ty Gibbs, when, he, when he's in that, you know, I'm going to win mentality back when he was in the Xfinity Series, he's just a different beast, man. Like, I, he's just a different driver. I don't know how to tell you, but like, I'll, I'll put it this way, right? Joe Gibbs, it's championship winning time. Like Denny Hamlin, he's got maybe three more. He's got three more years at least on his contract, right? But also on top of that, he's running out of time. Bell is young. He's in his prime. Get him what he needs to win a championship. Truex, he's running out of time as well. Like this is maybe one of his, if not maybe last year as well. If he has a bad year this year, he's probably gone, right? I hate to say it, but probably so. Yeah, it's either a make or break retirement year. Yeah, this is basically like make or break retirement season for Martin Truex Jr., right? And then there's Ty Gibbs, your young talent. Like Joe Gibbs, the bill comes due. Where's that championship at again? It's been since 2019. Let's pick it up, boys. Toyota needs another championship. I... I feel like within the group, it could be promising, but I feel like this year will be the year that Ty Dillon... Oh, my God. Uh, Whoa, uh, sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, who? Sorry. I, I don't know why Ty Dillon popped into mind, but uh, anyways, I feel like Ty Dillon will definitely win for Joe Gibbs this year. Um, uh, Bro's still looking for a ride. <laughs> uh, no, he's with uh, Rackley this year. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, good luck to him. Uh, yeah. yeah, God bless him. Um, anyways, <laughs> I think Ty Gibbs will get a win this year. Um, at some point this year, I don't know where, I don't know when, but all I know is, is that it's going to be the year to where Ty Gibbicus wins a race. I feel like all of them will win one um, this year. But uh, to say the high hopes, I feel like it could be coming from Hamlin to say the least, but uh, it's not hopes enough to where he wins a championship. So, um, By the way, future editor note for Austin, I just realized this. Um, I didn't really give an expectation on where I thought Trackhouse would finish on the year, so I'm going to do that well, now because I just... We were kind of brief on that one. Yes, I, I'm going to go ahead and just give a quick one here because I think I've got what I need here to say. I just didn't really get to say it. So here we go, quick and easy, right? Uh, Daniel Suarez, for me, it's playoff or bust, I think, uh, this year. Uh, playoff, I would say round of 12 is where he needs to be. Ross Chastain, championship four. Mm. Uh, cause if you remember back at Phoenix, they actually won that race. So if you just get him there, watch out again. So let's see what happens. Interesting. Trying to make sure I went through here and gave all of my expectations for everybody i think i did i'm just making sure but yep i think we're I think we're good well that will be your 2023 or well right. <laughs> he's still going okay look so ty dylan's gonna win the 2023 championship everybody there you go <laughs> absolutely um <laughs> Yeah, that will conclude your 2024 preseason notes. Uh, before we exit the episode, uh, early predictions for the Clash? Who do you think is going to win? For the Clash, man. Um, last year was absolute chaos. I think, like, man, you know what? what's weird was that Truex won that. Actually, hold on, wait a minute. If we go back, right? Logano won the first, like, LA Clash at the Coliseum, right? He won, won the championship. Truex won did really good in the regular season, didn't win the championship, of course. So maybe winner is the guy we need to watch out for the championship this year? Uh, maybe. If that's the case, I'm going to say Kyle Larson. Ooh. Uh, well, if you're Bubba Wallace, you, you predict him to win the uh, 2025 championship uh, <laughs> after he made some certain comments on Twitter, uh, which was talking about iRacing setups, and everybody kept bringing up Monza, which he said also <laughs> within the tweet saying that he knew it was going to happen. So uh, there's that. Um, but uh, I think for the Clash, I think uh, one person I really do have my eye on is... Ryan Priest. And I, I know, I know, I Ooh. know. That's the Haas guy. Ooh, uh, I know. That's a spicy that's a spicy take. The only reason why I say that is is because last year in 2023, he had a really good showing, but unfortunately something happened in the end. So will it be different this year? Yes. Is this his wheelhouse? Yes. Does it have all the signs for him winning the clash this year? Maybe. But uh, he'll be my early prediction for the 2024 Man. Clash. So That's a huge swing for the fences. But... Berry, but again, let's yeah. take the Clash away from LA and just move it back to Daytona Road Course and no. only give it to pole sitters <laughs> and no. made it to the Clash. Buddy, I'm going to I'm gonna actually disagree with you. I actually love where it's at right now. I love it as at the Coliseum. Except here's what I think. If you could do it at one stadium, let's do a rotating schedule of stadiums. 
uh, for The Clash, because I think what would be really cool to get the younger audience in there, go to a college stadium. Go up to like University of Michigan, University of Alabama. They probably don't want them on their field or whatever, but like, honestly, would be really freaking cool. You can at least get the younger audience in there, give them like a promotion to come out and see it, like give the student section half off tickets or something like that. Like, oh my goodness, that would be cool. The atmosphere, amazing. So just a thought, NASCAR. You can um, hire me as your marketing um, personnel or whatever in the future. I, I, just let you know. I, I, I wouldn't. But anyways, <laughs> uh, that will conclude our pre-season episode i hope you guys enjoy it and we will see you guys after the clash which will be next weekend so watch the clash enjoy it for as much as you can because it could be the last time you never know but uh, enjoy the clash and then after that we will do a clash episode and then after that it will be straight after daytona and we are on from there couch chiefs 2024 is now underway we will see you in the next episode. Goodbye.